covers country. Hey, it's Jake Owen. Jake, how's it going, man? How are y'all doing? We're doing pretty well. It sounds like uh, I just wanted to kick off this conversation with Florida State off to a good start this season. Ah, uh, well, thanks for acknowledging that. Uh, hopefully, I'll, I will agree with you, and I will hopefully say too that we're not jinxing ourselves by <laughs> you know counting the counting the chickens before the eggs hatch, but. They've, they've, they've been looking pretty good, and I appreciate you, uh, you acknowledging that. Yeah, I mean, that first week with LSU, was was that was a fun game to watch. And I'm not super into college football, but uh, I know you're a big Florida State fan having you know, gone there and all that stuff. So I wanted to start off the conversation with a big congratulations to, to Jake Owen. Thanks, man. I mean, I, I do love college football, and I, but I think what I, I love the most, especially in like this, these times we have right now, like in our world and everything, this is like, Seeing people happy and like, just like like camaraderie and people pulling together for things, I think is what I, I enjoy watching the most. You know, and so kind of cool. But speaking of that, speaking of camaraderie and getting together and having a good time, I'm excited to come see uh, see you guys this weekend. Yes, you're going to be at the factory Friday night, and um, your latest single on the boat again is definitely one of those summer anthems, one of those jams about being together and hanging out and camaraderie and stuff. So if you're on the boat with your friends, what is a go-to song or playlist that you've got going? What was like your summer song this year? Oh, this year? I don't know. Uh, shoot, we, we had so much music going this year on the boat. Uh I think that's what I love the most about, again, I mean, that song in itself is just like a great interpolation off of Willie Nelson, you know, who I've always loved. And, um, and, and just the idea of being with your friends in the summertime, I've been really lucky throughout my career. People have always told me, they're like, Jake, like, we love your, like, your music in the summertime is always great. We can look forward to that. And I think that stems from me being a Floridian and just kind of always kind of, it seems like it's summer all the time down there. And, uh, Part of being out there on the boat is obviously just with your friends and everybody's got a song they want to hear, right? So it's like the most eclectic playlist while you're out there. And, uh, it's never the same thing. It's always different or somebody's going, hey, put this song on. So uh, I, I've always loved that. And it's just, it's kind of my, my little escape and freedom away from uh, chaos of, of being on the road all the time. Yeah, speaking of uh, you know tropical atmosphere and boats and water and beaches and all that kind of stuff, I didn't know this, but Jimmy Buffett had a, a huge impact on you. You said that he was your musical hero, an embodiment of the kind of person that you strive to be outside of music. He lived for surfing, embraced the barefoot lifestyle, sang songs about, and celebrated the essence of living life to its fullest. Can you can you speak about that and how how Jimmy Buffett impacted you and and you know obviously the the tragic loss. Yeah, man, I, 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 it's one of those things, you know, people, it's, death is one of those things no one obviously ever wants to acknowledge until like the moment it happens. And then all of a sudden everyone fills out their feelings towards someone that they felt the same way about yesterday, but just didn't take the time to write an Instagram post about it until they're dead. Right. And, uh, it sounds odd, but it really is special to me. Um, like Jimmy Buffett and what he. I really don't think I'd be playing music if it wasn't for a guy like Jimmy Buffett. Because when I was a kid in Florida growing up and going to the Riverside Cafe where I grew up, um, there was this band that played called the Land Sharks every Sunday. And when I started playing guitar, I did like all of the music I was growing up listening to. And um, But I just, 
like Jimmy Buffett and all those songs I'd heard as a kid growing up, like Margaritaville and Changes in Latitudes and Cheeseburger in Paradise and all those songs that my dad played on the boat when I was a kid, they all of a sudden started making a lot more sense to me. And the idea of a guy that could make a living just like singing songs that made people feel good and, and, and be barefoot on stage. And it's just really cool. Um, and I, and I, I think when someone passes away like that, it's really important to acknowledge like the impact they've had not only on other artists to make that kind of music and, and live that kind of life, but try to carry on for the people out there that, that, that really long for those types of feelings when they go to shows. You know, I think Kenny Chesney's done an incredible job in that light of um, bringing happiness to people in our format. And granted, you know, people could say there's a lot of parallels to him and, and Jimmy Buffett, but I think it really stems from the idea that Jimmy was a guy that, that inspired people around him to just like live life to the fullest and have fun and smile and not take your life too seriously, not take your art too seriously, not try to be the coolest guy in the room. He was never that guy. He never tried to be the coolest guy in the room. He was just like the guy that you were kind of like, that guy doesn't care about anything. He's just happy. And to me, that's what I mean by trying to kind of parallel and live my life that way. Is I'd rather, when I pass on, I'd rather people talk about how good a guy I was than you know, how many number one songs I had. Totally. And I feel like those are the same fun vibes that you're going to give to the crowd on Friday night at the factory. Is there a favorite moment in one of your shows right now where you're just like, you're excited to get to that point in the show or you're excited to show the crowd like, oh, wait till they see this. That's a really cool question. Um, and I think, yeah, for me personally, there's a few spots that I, 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 I don't know that I'll give it away now to you, but there's some spots that I can feel like when we hit there in the in the set, they're like, "Wow!" Like the the crowd's really like feeling this right now, you know. And it always takes time to warm them up. Um, I always have to put myself in in like the crowd's shoes. Like when I go to a show, I'm always so like enamored with no matter who I'm watching. It's just like the anticipation of like what's happening, and what's next, and what the next song is. And um, but I sometimes tend to overthink it myself when I'm on stage. But lately, it's been feeling really good, and I'm excited. I love playing some of these smaller venues. Uh, they're more intimate, and so I'm looking forward uh, to seeing you guys at the factory. I've got one more question for you, Jake. How often are you thinking about the Roman Empire? <laughs> How often do I think about the Roman Empire? Yeah. It's funny you ask. It's funny you ask. Uh, <laughs> I thought about it this morning while I was fishing. Why? I was thinking, yeah, I was throwing out my fourth cast of the morning, and I took a sip off my uh, freshly brewed coffee and i thought man what would have been like back in the day to have been part of the roman empire and <laughs> would i would i would i have the ability to walk out my back door and, and throw a top water lure on top of you know dumps is there a pond over there i don't know you know what i mean so yeah i thought about it All how right. about you there you go jake owen thought about uh, the roman empire this morning right Remy says he only <laughs> thinks about it when he thinks about the lizzie mcguire movie that's so. true that's true <laughs> <laughs> Hey, I really appreciate you guys taking the time to chat with me this morning and, and give the heads up to everybody. I'm looking forward to seeing you. You got it, Jake Owen, the factory in Chesterfield on Friday night. Jake, thank you for joining us. We appreciate you. See you guys. See looking ya. forward to it. Remy and Casey.
92.3 WIL, New Country for the STL. It's Remy and Casey. And on the phone, Megan Maroney. How are you doing today? Hello. Good. How are y'all? Doing well. Doing well. You are making an appearance here at Del Mar Hall, which is one of our favorite venues, by the way. Jelly Roll actually just performed there, which is pretty phenomenal. Yeah, it's brand new. It's such a fun little room. Awesome. Yeah, I can't wait. How's the road been for you this this year? I feel like we're kind of getting to the end of the year now, and you've been all over the place. I feel like this year has been kind of a whirlwind for you. Definitely a whirlwind. I feel like I've been everywhere. Um, we went to Canada. We went to the U.K., obviously all around the U.S. Um, so I'm honestly looking forward to starting you know, to play shows inside again. <laughs> so I don't have to worry about the humidity because, you know, I've got a lot of hair. You got a lot of hair and usually some really awesome dresses that you're wearing on stage. So last time that we saw you, it was in January at Ballpark Village and you were just seeing the love and the hype in person from Tennessee Orange for the first time. But now you've released your debut album. You have like three gorgeous music videos and you've got sold out venues all over the place. Your current single is I'm Not Pretty. And we actually talked about that music video on the air whenever it came out because it's so good and it's so creative. (laughs) Well, thank you. That was fun. Out of all the huge things that have happened for you this year, off the top of your head, if you had to pick a favorite, what do you think that you would choose? Um, I would probably say the number one, Tennessee Orange going number one. That was really exciting and something that I never thought would happen. So that's up there. There's so many, though. Is there any? So you said that you know, you've know you been doing a lot of fairs and festivals. Are there any of those those fair and festival-type foods that you've, been, uh, that you've been enjoying along the ride, or have you had to kind of shy away from all that? I try to I try to stay away from that, but I do love popcorn. So anytime I smell it, I have to eat it. <laughs> Eating a lot of popcorn like this summer. Yeah, yeah. I feel like I'm the same way with popcorn. Sometimes I'll just go to the movie theater and just get the popcorn and not actually see a movie. Oh wow, little serial killer vibe. <laughs> it actually is. <laughs> oh my gosh. Uh, speaking of Halloween coming up, do you have any? Do you, are you going to be able to like dress up? Are you a Halloween person? Do you like horror movies and all those things, or no? Do you, do you shy away from that as well? Honestly, I don't have much of an attention span, so it has to be a really good movie for me to be able to pay attention. Um, but I think I am going to be home for Halloween, so I already know what I'm dressing up as. So we're looking forward to that. Is that a secret? <laughs> I'm dressing up as Alan Jackson. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> Specifically from the Chattahoochee music video. So I'll have, you know, uh, the mullet, the mustache, the white jacket. Yeah. <laughs> well, Megan, excited to see you at Del Mar Hall on September 28th. Uh, unfortunately, those tickets are sold out. So, uh, so you're out of luck. <laughs> yeah. But uh, I guess if you can find them somewhere, then definitely join us. But uh, this is one of those moments where you're like, oh, I get to see Megan Maroney at Del Mar Hall. So very, very cool. Thank you so much for joining us today. We appreciate it. Thank you. Can't wait to see you guys. It's the era of sampling songs and revamping old hits. Dustin Lynch, Kane Brown, and Jelly Roll are the three latest culprits. And it all started yesterday when I saw that Kane Brown announced a new tour that he's calling the In the Air Tour. Okay. What's significant about that? He says his tour and his latest music is all inspired by Phil Collins. Okay. Random for (laughs) Kane Brown. I know. Including his new single, which is called I Can Feel It. Did you see? Did you hear that? The, the boom, boom, da, 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 da. Yeah. The, the, the drum lead there. 
Right, you already know. So, it does feel random to me. Yeah. Not going to lie. Um, we'll see. He's got to have some other stuff coming out to go along with it because I don't really, I don't know. <laughs> but then yesterday I came across a new song by Dustin Lynch and Jelly Roll. And first off, it never ceases to surprise me who Jelly Roll chooses to do his collabs with. Because that always hits me as a little bit random, too. Mm-hmm. I appreciate that Jelly Roll's like friends with everybody, good vibes with everybody, get, willing to jump on a track if he thinks it's good. But he and Dustin Lynch are just two different flavor cowboy of me, like for me. <laughs> so I didn't expect this one. And then I was further surprised when I, hear, I heard the song. I played a little bit of it in studio this morning. And Remy said, wait, what are you playing over there? That sounds like, yes, it's another sample. There you go. Country music turning into Hollywood and just recreating old things. Turning into Hollywood. <laughs> uh, they're label mates. Oh, they are. Yeah. That's 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 okay. It helps. Yeah. It helps. You know, grease the wheels. You scratch my back, I'll scratch yours. Yeah. 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 The bosses will love this. But still, I think that Jelly Roll could collaborate with almost anybody, and it would work. Yeah. Now, as Riley Green once infamously said to us. It never hurt anybody to put Luke Combs on a track. <laughs> it never hurt anybody to put Jelly Roll on a track or in a photo. You take a photo with Jelly Roll, you know it's getting 300 likes minimum. <laughs> I don't know. He does have that like charm about him where no matter what. Yeah. And part of me wonders if Jelly Roll heard a song, if Dustin Lynch came with him, came to him with a song and Jelly Roll thought it was trash. Yeah. Is he saying that? I don't know. Is he saying, man, I can't be on this song with you? I I don't know. Because a part of me feels like Jelly Roll is like the nicest dude in the world. Right. So you never do that. But there's also that like rock and roll side of Jelly Roll, that jail side of Jelly Roll that's exactly. going to let you know what's up. You know? I, I don't, don't, yeah, I don't know. I don't think he would do it. I think he would have his wife do it. Oh, that's a good I name. think she'd be like, Mm-mm, no, baby, it's not going to happen. <laughs> Tay of Maddie and Tay is talking about what it's actually like to work with your best friend. They say you shouldn't mix the two, friends and business. And a lot of times with duos, they can look like they're super tight, like they're besties when they're releasing fun music videos or they're performing on stage or doing interviews. It sounds very, you know, we are tight. And then next thing you know, they disband. Yeah. Maddie and Tay, though, are here to let you know with them, it's all love and it's all best friendship. Because remember, they started, they were like 16, I think, when they started, just teenagers. Now they're in their early 30s. And it's insane that they're still such a they have such a strong bond, and it doesn't look like they're breaking up anytime soon. And while they're not necessarily like the Thomas Rhett twenty one number one hits, yeah, they're consistently here. I will say that that is quite a feat to not have any kind of issues. And I'm sure they've they've had their fights and stuff along the way. But even Dan and Shay right. admitted at the beginning of this album that right. they didn't think that they were going to continue because there was some some uh, resentment there. Yes. You know what I mean? And so they're released, well, they've released their current single, Heart They Didn't Break. And they say that this is kind of like a sentiment to their friendship and saying that they've gone through their teen years together. They've gone through their entire 20s together. And this is how it felt to have a friend like that every single day. Someone's gotta help clean up the mess you went and made. So here's a friend. 
You I was, know, I was grooving. That was good. <laughs> Tay says what they're looking forward to the most now outside of music has to do with the fact that they're both brand new moms. One of them has one year old. The other one just had a baby. They said they're most looking forward to, quote, pushing our babies in our strollers, having a glass of wine and just figuring it all out together. Gosh, how many different. I'm just going through my mind of all the duos now mm-hmm. that have, like, broken had, up. that have had some issues down the road. Florida Georgia Line, I think most recently. Brooks and Dunn. Brooks and Dunn. Um, Dan and Shay, they worked it out. Yeah, that was a good example. Yeah. Gosh. A couple that made it. Uh, Sugarland. Thompson Square. <laughs> Thompson Square's back out there. They are back. They're I back thought out they were there. divorced for real. Turns yeah. out they're not. They're, they're still performing. Anyway, this is like the life that girls dream about. To like grow up and stay best friends with your teenage best friend and to be rock stars together and start families together. They actually also said that with Halloween coming up, Tay's daughter's going to be a dinosaur. Maddie's son is going to be E.T. And they feel like that kind of goes together. Of course it does. I'm like, you do you girls. <laughs> the single's out now. I'll post more to our Facebook page. <laughs> what are you doing over there? <laughs> Dancing. Tim McGraw is officially an icon. And he broke down into tears when he accepted this prestigious ACM Icon Award last night during the ACM Honors event. So... This is also a little bit random, but he was presented the award by Nelly. <laughs> and Nelly was up there like, we had that one song together 20 years ago. Man. He spoke in third person a little bit. I was a little upset at his show. Was it two shows ago or one show ago? Where over and over again was just played for maybe 15 seconds up the yes. ramp of a song. Yeah, at the Hollywood Casino Amphitheater last you, summer. You cannot do that in St. Louis. You I have know. to play the whole thing. And what? Nelly has to and be And everybody there. fully expected Nelly to come out. Yeah. And he didn't. 20 seconds. Anyways, go on. Sorry. You know they've probably done that a million times throughout their career, so they're probably <laughs> sick of that by yeah. now. But anyway, um, Tim's speech was the moment Probably the biggest moment of the night as he thanked the fans, blah, blah, blah. But he also thanked, of course, <laughs> his partner in crime. My world changed the day I met Faith. But you're my partner in life. You're my partner musically. I would not be where I am today without you and your grace. And all the eyes started welling up. It's Jim and Faith. Scale of one to ten, ten being totally sincere and actually crying. Where do you think he was on that scale? I'm team Tim. 10 totally sincere. I haven't seen the video, so I'm I'm just judging based on audio. Yeah, I could believe anything he does. It sounds like a 6.5 He had me thinking the blind side was the most sincere story of all time. Turns out (laughs) <laughs> Otherwise tainted. Also went on I like this because I feel like nobody ever talks about this He went on to thank his daughters And note that raising Young women as daughters of like A fame machine I guess you know this world that he and his wife Are in it proved to be difficult And I want to say thank you to my daughters Gracie, Maggie and Audrey And it's not lost on me in the least That growing up in a household where Mom and dad or artists Created its own set of challenges for each of you But I'm so proud of the women you've become Are you going to cry? Maybe You look like it Dude, whenever whenever you see an older gentleman cry Especially right? one of like Usually very composed and yeah. well-spoken stature. He's been through so much. I mean, it takes a lot to get up on that 25-foot Christmas tree 
and put the star up on top. You know what I mean? If anybody remembers, Scary. like two Christmases ago, <laughs> he posted a photo of himself on like the top of the tallest tree you've ever seen in their living room. Yeah. Scary stuff. And you know what? And someone's got to do it. Imagine seeing your dad up there on the biggest ladder of all time. I mean, that... that that deserves recognition during an acceptance speech like like this one. He is a true icon. He is now the <laughs> ACM icon of the year. Over the weekend, Maren Morris made the announcement she is leaving country music. So on Friday, Maren released two new songs, and she hasn't really released music in a while. The new songs are called The Tree and Get the Hell Out of Here. And if you listen closely or read through those lyrics, I think it's pretty clear that she's using metaphors like a family tree that is suffering so much strife that it just eventually takes itself down. Huh. And um, these songs would end up being the precursor to now what we know is the announcement that she is leaving, I think it was Columbia Nashville and becoming just part of a different branch of the Columbia record label so that she can make music outside of country music and not have to like be tied to going to award shows or yeah. uh, opening for country artists or anything like that anymore at all. What about Ryan? Heard? <laughs> Is he going to stay on the country side of things? Yeah, I think her husband, <laughs> I think he's I think he's probably doing just fine. And I think it goes without saying that Maren's been like a main character and some drama amongst the country community over the last few years because she's one to speak up and stand up for what she believes in. And she is also taken a lot of heat by other artists who do the exact same thing. Um, and I think that's essentially what's led her towards this decision because she keeps alluding to all of the socio-political division caused in the community. Yeah. And that's what's discouraged her from wanting to be involved anymore. So she told the LA Times, the further you get into the country music business, you start to see the cracks. And once you see it, you don't unsee it. So you do what you can with little power you have until you just can't anymore. Okay. Well, I hope there's no cracks in any other genre. Cause. <laughs> I think it just has to do with a lot of the fact that like, um, country's just, it's such a tight world. Yeah. Like the same artists are touring every year. The same artists return to St. Louis every year, just like recycled who's opening, who's closing. The same artists are at all of the, uh, uh, shows or or doing all the collabs like it's rare that someone new really comes onto the scene the way I think in other genres people come and go often yeah I'll and, just yeah just go to one Facebook post here this is Us Weekly on Facebook these are the comments about Mary Morris leaving I was country not music. gonna do this go ahead thank you Lord best news of the week so long good riddance good bye bye peace out bye can't wait to see what you do in the future. Positive. <laughs> Bye. See ya. Thank goodness. Yay. Thank you, Lord. I think the overall sentiment here, at least from the country music world, is okay. <laughs> yeah, I think, honestly, my biggest, like, my first reaction when I saw this news is I was pretty sad. Like, I was sad that this is a genre that we care about and that we work in and that it is so divided that people are just leaving because they... It's just too much. She didn't have to pursue. I will say that. She didn't have to say anything. She didn't have she to didn't... be in the drama. Yeah. I totally agree with that. I just don't think anybody would say those things to a man. 
Oh, okay. Well, you know what I mean? That's a good point. If Carrie Underwood's making anything, it's music and it's cocktails. Okay. And I am going to tell you about her latest creation, and it's not music. She teamed up with the creator of Southbound Tequila, which I think is super ideal. I do think they're friends in real life, but super ideal because Carrie Underwood has that song, Southbound. Southbound Tequila brought the liquor. Carrie brought the produce and the peaches from her own garden. You know, she's got that green thumb. Yeah. And together they made Carrie's perfect frozen peach margarita. So all these peaches are coming from her garden? Yeah. For this product? Yes. That's amazing. No, I want you to know that they're not mass producing this. Oh. No, you can't buy it. It's just like, I should have I should have been clearer. They made a, they make um, a video series. It's called From... From garden to glass, yes. Okay. And it all comes from Carrie's garden. Gotcha. And then they make cocktails with it. It's a video series, and then they post the video, so you can make it at home too. You know, I, don't, I know everybody's not just got like a peach tree in their backyard. But. Yeah, I was I was getting ready to uh, start ranting about country artists and their liquor and bars again, but thank you for this. For- no. You're curbing that. Just a video series, <laughs> a whole ten minute video on the frozen peach margarita. Explaining every step from the frozen peaches and how Carrie cans them to garnishing the finishing product. And I got to say, I really actually enjoyed watching the... I'm not into like cooking videos and stuff. And I used to not be into Carrie Underwood. Her music's great. But I love this video series because you can see so much of her personality. Yeah. For a while, she was so, I feel like, stone cold that it was hard to find her personality in there. But now she's in her rock era. She is making dirty jokes in this video. She's talking about her kids and how glad she is for them to be back at school. She she doesn't have to deal with them. (laughs) She's hilarious. I need to go watch this because that is a very good point you made about how Carrie's kind of become stoic over the past 10 years or so. Where she just doesn't have the energy for the media. She doesn't have the energy for marketing and things like that. She just doesn't want to. And I totally understand. Like if she is being interviewed, don't look at that interviewer. Watch Carrie's face the whole time. Yeah. There's not smiles happening. <laughs> and I, I used to hate that. But now, once I, when I've been watching this video series, I'm like, you know what? Maybe she's me. Maybe. <laughs> That's very true. We're just a, com- a couple of sleepy girlies trying to get some peach marks. Yeah. There you go. And at I the can't end of the blame day, her for it. At the end of the day, it's just peaches and tequila that'll make everything better. At the end I'm gonna of start, the day. I'm going to start bringing that into work every day. On a Wednesday. <laughs> Casey covers country.